Welcome to Real Faith, Real Talk, where beautiful is an episode and murder is fame. I like it. <laughs> Interesting. Almost poetic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost. We are your hosts. <laughs> My name is Kevin and we have Ika. That's me. And Sammy. What up? How are you guys doing today? Doing okay. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. It is hot. It is hot. I could use a softie. But it's beautiful outside. I prefer the cold. Okay. On a rainy day. I like it when it's hot. I like it when it's like in between. When it's warmish, but it's nice and breezy outside. Sweater weather. Yes, sweater That's weather. Good. That's the weather. That's yes. Good. All right. Well, today's episode, <laughs> we're going to be talking about walking in the spirit. And um, this ins- episode inspiration came um, because a while ago, um, I felt led to talk about walking in the spirit on an Instagram post on a video, and I thought it was a really good conversation for us to have all together. So I wanted to start off with asking you guys our usual question, what do you think walking in the spirit is? So in my opinion, I think, and in my experience, walking in the spirit is being led by God to do things and to not do things at the same time. It's um, when you put everything aside from what you see and what you feel, and you really try to be directed by the Holy Spirit. So... Walking in the Spirit, just like Ika just finished saying, I believe is also the same thing. It's led by the Holy Spirit, led by God. But at the same time, you no longer are condemned. You're no longer walking in the old ways like you were before or walking by the flesh or being led by your flesh. I think that happens a lot with our emotions. And I think it happens a lot when we just start thinking a lot. And instead of praying or seeking God, we actually are led now by other means instead of by the Holy Spirit. What do you mean, the flesh? When I mean the flesh, I mean the actual skin. I'm not <laughs> It's actually muscle. your own desires. Okay. It's the desires of not um, seeking God or not doing God's will. And instead is seeking more pleasure and satisfaction above all things. Instead of actually seeking righteousness and God's word and God's presence. Yeah, I I like to think of the flesh being the thing that's always selfish. Mm. You know, like the thing that always pleases me, but nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought what Kevin said was interesting. Because it's a lot what I said about in the the recording I got to do for Instagram, which is, um, I think walking in the spirit, um, there's a moment when once you become a Christian, once you start believing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, there is like a ceremony that happens where um, once you have the fundamentals about who Jesus is, what he did for your sin, you get baptized in water, and baptism is they dunk you in water, you say a prayer, you come out, dunk and you. it's supposed to be a physical representation of what's happening in the spirit, which is like what Kevin was saying, is that you're dying to your flesh, or you are dying to your old lifestyle of pursuing things that actively push you away from God. So I'm no longer going to go out drinking and partying or, or get stuck on addiction and drugs or anything like that. That used to be uh, what I like to call a source, you know, where I used to draw my happiness and stuff. Now I'm going to be actively pursuing Jesus. And so to me, that's what walking in the spirit is. It is actively pursuing Jesus. And so at the Ika's point, I think that the Holy Spirit is the main ingredient in us being able to pursue Jesus. Um, I think the word tells us that he literally is what leads us to Christ. That we, we, we're not, we're not, even as we're evangelizing, we're not the people who are bringing people to Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit yeah. who's actually leading people to Christ. I, I also wanted to add that um, we're talking about the flesh, and I think it's in Galatians that gives us, like, what are the fruit of the flesh or something. And I think that might be pretty... The works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. 
Galatians 5.19 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm reading a version here, and I want to. It says, "Let me tell you again, as I've done before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God." I think that translation highlights what we're talking about here, because, um, like I was saying before, walking in the spirit is leaving that sort of life behind. You know, yeah. leaving that life where fits of anger is a normal thing, getting drunk on a regular basis is, is a normal thing, following your lustful desires is a normal thing. I'm not leaving that. And I think it's important to highlight that that's a lifestyle. You know, like, it's what, like, we're, as Christians, we're not perfect. You know, like, we'll fall into sin at some point. You know, you'll make a mistake, you'll watch something, you'll drink something, you'll say something that you, that you know is, like the Bible calls it, work, a work of the flesh. But that doesn't mean you're walking in a lifestyle of the flesh. You just made a mistake. Yeah. And I think that's important to draw, to draw the difference, you know, because I feel like even some people, there's like this religious expectation that when you're saying that you're somebody who walks in the spirit, you look like a saint who is perfect, who only mm. has clear direction from God. And I think really walking in the spirit is meant for everyone who, who believes right. and has been, um, I think, has gone through that process of, of baptism. Someone who's yeah. actively made the decision, I'm going to be pursuing Jesus now. Right. Right. It's funny when you said that, I thought of pe the people who think they're like a, a mini Moses who go up to the mountain, speak to God, and come back down. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah. that's a 100% a, a misconception because a lot of people believe that because you're a Christian, you have to be the saint. You have to live a life where you can't make a mistake. And there are actually Christians that believe that also, that if you make a mistake, that's, uh, you know, everything is over. But it doesn't work that way because God gives us his grace. And like Sammy was saying, we're all going to make mistakes. We live in a fallen creation. And yes, Jesus died for us and died for our sins. Does not mean that we're perfect right now, but we're going to do everything we can through the Holy Spirit with God in us to not fall into these things. But does not mean that we will never, ever go into these things. There will be moments that we'll be in a conversation, and you know what? A lie may come out that is not intended. But then, like, whenever that happens with me, I try to correct it immediately right, right there. And then I was like, well, well, it's not like that. It was like this. Yeah. And try to fix it mm -hmm. or explain what, what actually happens because I don't want it to be a, a wave for my life. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to make things right here yeah. and, not, and not keep those things active in my life. A good question I wanted to ask you guys is how does the Holy Spirit lead us? You know, like, it, we're saying that, that the way to walk in the Spirit is to also be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? Am I going to be just listening like God is going to start in my ear yapping about what I should and should not be doing. That would be great, actually. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be scary. That would be horrifying. Well, well, no, if, he says it, if he says it sweetly. Stop sinning, my child. Stop sinning! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, for me, for those, like, if there's somebody who hasn't, who feels like they've never walked in the spirit, the way that I started was by the word. You know, the word is God. Yeah. So if you want direction, a good thing to do is go to the word and try to find a parable or a story or a character or somebody that's going through your situation or even a verse that sounds similar to what you're going through and ask the Holy Spirit for revelation on that. That to me, the Bible for me was a huge, a huge um, Amen. stepping stone, yeah.
Yeah, I definitely go with what Eagle was just saying right right now. Definitely one of the biggest weapons that we have is the Word of God. Um, it's not only for you just to go and like what he was saying, just seeking if you're going through something, but just randomly just op open the Word of God and just read His Word and yeah, just study yeah. it. Um, that also helps a lot because you're being led to know what happened then and how now it's active from the Old Testament to the New Testament, yeah. how things transition. No, and also, you know, reading the word, not casually, but reading it daily or yeah. uh, with intention, like on a schedule or something, at least a few times a week. Definitely. It helps because as the more you learn the, the scripture, the more when you stumble upon a situation, you have these scriptures that will bounce off of the situation. Like it's happened to me a bunch of times where I'm in the middle of something and then a scripture comes to mind and it may not be the voice of God like audibly but it's the voice of God it's the word it's of scripture God. it's that's the word why. of God yep. and that's been I, I use that to be led by the spirit and it's helped me you see and that's the difference there is because many times a Christian may say yeah but I read the word but you said something very important is that when things come up you remember that word yeah and now it's putting the word into practice definitely and that's yeah the spirit yeah. And now it's putting the practice the word now putting it practically in, in your life and activating that word yeah. i wanted to say something um like that, that to add to this in that i think romans tells us that um, the spirit of god renews us like he he renews our minds and it transforms who we are mm -hmm. right and i think that that's what the word does um, yeah, 12, Romans yeah. 12, exactly. It, it's like this idea that God is renewing us as we commune with him. As we're, trying, as we're pursuing right. um, relationship with God, he's changing who we are. And so I yeah. think that it's his grace and our faith that he's changing us and, is and who we are that we're going to begin to walk in the spirit. Because I can, I can even attest to, um, you know, like cursing for me for a season was casual. Like, it was easy for me to curse. It didn't bother me at all. I could curse left and right. And, you know, there were some times it would come back up a little bit, um, and I would be okay with it. But there was a moment in my life where suddenly I started feeling the convictions about what I was saying. And I would remember, I think it was somewhere in, in Proverbs, that the same, the same mouth that curses is not the same one that blesses. Mm. And so... The sweet and, and bitter water. I think something, something along those lines. But I remember that's, that's something I caught in my heart by reading the scripture that I can't be someone who's blessing people, actively trying to show people who Christ is and have a, a, a potty mouth. Right. For lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, so, um, but that came not because I was capable totally of change, but because I, my faith is that the Holy Spirit helped me in reading that Bible verse, change my mind about what it is to curse. And many other things in my life, like watching pornography or mm -hmm. certain social groups that I was in, certain things that I was watching on, on Netflix or on YouTube or things that were pulling me away from God. But because I wanted to be closer to him, the desire for me to be closer to God pulled me away from my sin. It wasn't that I was just running away from my sin, which I, I mean, you know, we find ourselves doing often. I feel like that's in such a normal part of just being in the walk that sometimes it feels like you're just running away from sin. Yeah, uh, you know, that what you're saying now makes me think of the times that people try to strive to, like, be led to the Holy Spirit, but by force. Like, Holy Spirit, tell me now, what, what, like, what do I need to do? Because what you're saying is that when you spend time with God, he changes and renews your mind, and the Holy Spirit alone will convict you of these things. Because for you, at the first certain time, cursing was so casual that you didn't even think about this kind of thing. The Holy Spirit had to come in on his own and start this convict, start stirring your heart about it. Right. You know, so I, I I can testify that I went through a season of my life where I d was demanding a lot of things from God, and I was trying to strive and force my way into walking by the Spirit. You know, like in getting a fine-tuned hearing 
in the spirit, like just being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me. And that didn't work out. It was only when I let go and I just started taking life a minute at a time, a day at a time, and seeing what was going to happen and try to listen, like, you know, like be attentive to when something was happening in the spirit that I was being led by the spirit. So what do you guys have to, like, what do you think about that? Is that walking by the flesh when you're trying to walk by the spirit forcefully? Does that make sense? Well, I think there's a sense of needing to die to self. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't demand it from God, like, like in, your, in your case where you were trying. But I think it's like, and what I mean by dying to self is that you, there are certain desires that you have that we were reading just now in, in um, Galatians. In Galatians. Or, or Jesus says it. Um, he gives, let me look for it for two seconds. Okay. So uh, I found a verse in Mark 7, 21 to 23. It says, well, let me start from 20. And then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceitful, lust, desires, Envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within you. They are what defile you. And I think in this context, Jesus is talking um, about the Pharisees. They, they confront um, the disciples about what, what they eat, I think, something along those lines. Um, but Jesus, basically, he's talking about the condition of the heart of the Pharisees, the condition of the heart of the people. And he's talking about this is like the natural state of heart that you would desire sex, that you would have lustful thoughts, that you would be angry, that you would have like this this list of, of basically what people consider are bad things in, in any sense. He literally says wickedness is one of them. Like like and he's this is the condition of heart and we need to be able to are willing to die to these things. Like say no to these things. Even when we're desiring them the most. You know, like even when I have the biggest craving. Like I remember when I was breaking free from pornography for the last time. And I would like I went through the stages of withdrawal. Like I had like mood swings and my appetite was out of whack and like it was like literally like withdrawal symptoms. And I and I I didn't catch it at first. And then I watched a video of like like um, a pastor, I think Pastor Craig Rochelle talking about like when you break from pornography or from any addiction, it's the same kind of symptoms. And I was like, really? And he talked about like the 90 day process. And I lived through that 90 day wow. process of breaking free from it. And it took a level of dying to self. It took a level of just like, I'm not going to do this no matter what my body's telling me that it needs, you know? Right, definitely. One thing that it keeps repeating back and we were speaking about in the beginning is the desire. I think the desire is what connects the flesh and it connects the mind and everything. Because one of the things that Sammy was saying earlier was until he had the desire to seek God. You see, because when the flesh wants to do something, the desire is going to be to do something that pleases the flesh. Yeah. Meaning, you know, like what he was saying, going on partying, watching TV, doing what you feel is fun or what the flesh thinks is fun. But in reality, is it really something that is beneficial to us? Or is walking in the spirit more beneficial to actually seek God and yeah. seek that purpose that God has for us? Mm. Um, and in Romans, actually, Romans 8, it says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the flesh desires. Mm. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on the spiritual desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Wow. Yeah. 
and the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So whenever our mind is set towards doing things of the flesh and desires of, of the flesh, whatever seeks, you know, that is fun, it could be entertaining because your friends are doing it, doesn't always mean that it's going to please God. It does, doesn't always mean that it's going to lead us towards God. But taking that time and, you know, stepping back and saying, you know what, I want to seek God more, whether it's through worship, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through reading the word, that relationship with God starts to grow stronger and stronger, meaning your walk and being led by the Holy Spirit is going to grow and it's going to get firm yeah. instead of being zigzag. Because that's, I think, what happens a lot in our Christian walk is a zigzag where we're fighting from the flesh to the spirit, from the flesh to the spirit. It's like a tug of yeah. war. But when you say, like what Sammy was saying, when you die to self and you say, I'm burying you completely, it's no longer going to be a, a struggle. It's no longer going to be, what what did I say, like a back and forth? A tug of war. A tug of war. Yeah. <laughs> it's no longer going to be a tug of war. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to walk firm with God. Yeah. doesn't always mean that it's going to be, you know, a straight line. No, but it means not. that you're not going to fall back into that old person right. that you were before. Yeah. Yeah. If I can give my own testimony, too. There was yeah. a time when I was first saved. A month into me being saved, I, I was, like, highly driven by the flesh to the point where I was at the brink of depression and just doing, like, partying, doing all these things. Whatever would, would make me feel filled, like, satisfied is the word, satisfied in my flesh, you know. But when I got saved, I went to the word as, like, I was like, God, I don't know you. I think I've shared this in another episode. I was like, I don't know you, and I, I, I feel like I can't hear you. And then I, it was one of the preachings when I was at the church that I was in before. I got the understanding there that, no, like, the scripture is the way to God. So I started going to the scripture, and there was a bunch of times where my flesh was like, no, don't redo this. Like, you know, people are going to get together to go party. All right, stop your reading, go to party. Like, you don't have to drink. You don't have to do anything but, you know, socialize mm-hmm. and stuff. But I was, and I had to say no to that. Even while I was eating, I had to tell myself, and it was something that I had, it was a war, like I declared war and sentence on my own flesh. I told it like, you're not gonna govern me. Like I'm gonna walk in the spirit by force. And it's that thing you're talking, that you're both talking about, like that self-will and desire that the Holy Spirit gives you strength for. You know, it's not like you're not doing it on your own really. Where there were days I was eating and I was like, I'm not gonna eat and feed my flesh without feeding my spirit. So I'd be eating natural food and feeding myself off of the word of God at the same time to not get distracted. Because I put a war and I said, no, like, I'm overcoming this. I can't live the life that I was living anymore, and I want to change. And that, to me, helped me a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I was able to say no, like, you start with the small things, you know. And then because of that, I was able to say no to the bigger things, Mm. invitations and whatnot. Yeah. What were some of the small things to help maybe someone going through something similar that you had to say no to? Yeah, like, gluttony. For example, like I was obsessively eating for no reason. Like I'd eat for no reason. Like I'm bored and I'm gonna go eat. Like I have nothing to do, I'm gonna go eat. I'm having fun, I'm gonna go eat. Um, That's something small that had to be like, no. Like that's my flesh desiring something above what it was designed to do. Like food is just meant to satisfy you when you're hungry. Not Mm -hmm. to satisfy you in your day. Like, you know, just for the fun of. Or satisfy the emptiness. Or, or satisfy the emptiness that I was feeling in my heart, right, that was being transferred to myself, all that. And then <laughs> something else, like avoiding gossip. That's something small. That's I'd be in a conversation, and I'd see it going somewhere, and instead of me standing there feeling uncomfortable for the 20 minutes, I'd just be like, oh, I have something to do. I'd like, uh, look at the t-, you know, like, I'd make an excuse to leave, mm-hmm. and then I just wouldn't be involved. 
no matter how interested I was in the conversation or what the person's life was at the time. Yeah. You know, it's like the small things. And because of that, I was able to say no to the big things. I broke up with my boyfriend. You know, like I left my, um, I left the practices of, that my family was doing. I stopped going to all these social gatherings with my family. I started saying no to like, like a lot of big things that in a way harmed my testimony with my family. Because mm. they didn't understand. You know, the flesh would never understand the things of the spirit and why I was choosing to stay away. But the small things gave me the strength because I was able to see God's faithfulness through that to say no to the big things. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, if you don't know yet, I grew up in the church. I grew up, you know, in a Christian, quote, Christian household, whatever that means. And um, so, like, there was always, there's, like, these little foundations, you know, like, you know, I already knew, like, you read your Bible, worship, uh, pray, you know, those, those are big staples in what we consider walking in the spirit or actively pursuing Jesus. Um but, you know, there still had to be that moment where I decided that I wanted to pursue Jesus above, you know, my own desires. And it was always, like Kevin was saying, like a lot of tug of war, a lot of back and forth throughout my whole life. Um, but there was that definitive moment um, where I, 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 I kind of, I told God, it's either you show me you're real or I'm going to go through with committing suicide. And from and then Jesus came up, came and showed me he's real. He, I, I felt the love of God embrace me one night and it changed my life. And from that moment on, it was a lot easier for me to make the decision to pursue Jesus rather than pursue things, quote, pursue things of my flesh or allow myself to get distracted, I think better put, because I feel like I was so, I was passively going about my Christian lifestyle because it was my whole life. It was like all I knew, all I saw around me. And um, so the one of the ways that I broke passivity was um, when it was time for me to pray, I wouldn't just let myself go through like the usual, like I'm gonna try to say something that sounds like prayer. Mm. I'm gonna start praying up from where I from where I am, like where am I sitting from? Like where is the condition of my heart? Yeah. God, I'm struggling with this, help me. Yeah. And that, that was like the first things that started to change. It was like, because once the dialogue with God changes to a place to where it is most sincere, God can be doing the deepest work inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that was like the story. I was like, okay, I'm struggling with this. Like I never told like in prayer, like confessed out loud to God that I was struggling with pornography. Like that was a thing. Like I didn't do that until I was maybe like 16 or something like that. And I started watching pornography when I was like 11 years old or 10 and a half or something like that. I couldn't say, I couldn't say it. Like I could, cause I couldn't yeah. believe it myself that I was addicted to this thing. Yeah. And it wasn't until I confessed that, that the healing process began. And um, so, I mean, that's kind of where walking in the spirit kind of started for me. It wasn't like, you know, I didn't need like a Bible one-on-one. It wasn't like a preaching. I kind of understood all that stuff. It just needed to be rooted in the place of sincerity. Like this is, I'm not just going to practice this. I'm going to devote my life to Jesus. Amen. Yeah, I say that my my testimony on being led by the spirit, it's very, like, like I said earlier, it's zigzag. Because I've seen dry seasons, I've seen, you know, high seasons. And the reason why I say that is because when I first became a Christian, started seeking God more and more. And uh, from there, it just got more where I just started seeking him in prayer, seeking him with the word and worship. And one of the things that over time I started to develop is actually humbling myself before God, recognizing my faults, recognizing who I am versus who he is, because, um, you know, God is greater than I am no, no matter what, and just humbling my heart before him, knowing that 
I may not know everything or I may deny things, but knowing that he is the one that examines my heart, he's the one that knows the deepest and the depths of my desires and my heart, the wickedness of me, at the same time, the great of me. Um, from, from there, I just let God just lead me in that prayer and that moment of just being intimate with him and just being able to just seek his presence, seek his word in that moment. Because there are moments that, you know, there are moments of anxiety, there are moments of trials, there are moments of joy, there are moments of uh, crier or crying. <laughs> but um, from all that, you know, one of the things that I've learned recently, not learned recently, but I've been putting it more into practice, is just that surrender. Once you do that surrender, I think that's when that's Holy Spirit so comes in. Because like what Ego was saying earlier is like when you try to force things or try to try to do things too hastily, guys like now you're trying to control things. Yeah. yeah. So by you saying, I want an answer now, you're like saying, God give me an answer, or if right. not, I'm not gonna believe anymore, or mm -hmm. I have my terms now. Let's bargain. You're denying no. God's sovereignty. Right. And the danger in that there was one time if I can share too that I was doing like I wanted answers because my um somebody had told me that I was going down in discernment, that I was going down in spirit, that I wasn't the same anymore, that all this stuff. And I was like, God, like, what's going on? What's going on? It was almost like I was no, I wasn't, I was no longer able to see so much in the spirit. And I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, I realized now that God allowed that to happen to see how I would react so that I can see myself and, yeah. you know, the, the, the pride that I was having, like mm -hmm. the things that I was, I was surrounding my identity in the church around these things and stuff. So I was so upset about this, like so fed up about it that I used the same um, like strength that I had, like to say, I'm going to eat the food and read the Bible, like to say, all right. Like, I want answers, and I want it now. So I'm going to do something drastic. I'm going to do a three-day fast. I'm going to force God to talk to me. Mm -hmm. During the three-day fast, I almost went to the hospital because mm -hmm. it was so outside of the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It was led by my flesh, by my own pride, by my own selfishness, that I was like, God, you have to talk to me now. Yeah. And when I say, guys, I almost ended up in the hospital, like, I almost passed out cold mm -hmm. on the floor, like, halfway through the second day. I don't know how I didn't. It must have been the grace of God. But I learned my lesson that day for sure. Yeah, and that's and that's the things that we try to do to control, you know, the outcome. Mm -hmm. But then we forget the sovereignty of God and that He has everything in control. So knowing that by us seeking God, seeking Him through the Word, seeking Him through worship, we may not be receiving the answers we want, but right. know and trust that God is working, that God is yeah. listening, yeah. Yeah. and that there's something happening within us, mm -hmm. but also there's a growth that's happening with our relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. Amen. yeah. I, something, uh, this conversation is, uh, make me think about, like, because, I, I, you know, we, we've preached a lot in the streets together, and, and, and I've had the opportunity to do mm -hmm. it by myself, and a, a lot of the times I, I find myself re reaching people who are saying, like, no, I'm, that they are a spiritual person. Mm. And... No, I want to say no. You're not because you know. What, <laughs> nice. I'm no. I'm no judge to know. I don't even know what you mean by what's by you're saying you're a spiritual person. But some of the conversations that you know I, I have with these people who consider them spiritual persons is that they do do things like meditate and they do things like you know, I haven't gone too deep into conversation with people who like believe in stones and gems and things like that. And uh, I mean, I don't want to step all over their toes because again, I don't know what they believe in. I know my conviction uh, from my understanding uh, that those things don't have to do with God. Mm. And a lot of times those, do, those things come from rituals that the devil has set into culture. But uh, I, I want to ask you guys, 
about how you feel about people who consider themselves spiritual um, and what maybe if you have any experience with somebody like that or I feel iffy about the word spiritual mm. like you know I wouldn't go up to somebody and be like yeah I'm spiritual mm. you know like it's just it feels wrong because it feels like like we're still real natural people like here in the world you know what I'm saying like for me spiritual means like I'm invisible to you you know what I'm saying like I'm one with God but like in that way where I'm like there already um I don't know I I wouldn't I wouldn't use I wouldn't coin that phrase I think I'd rather use like I'm a Christian because that's somebody something that everybody else would understand or like no like I'm I'm led by the Holy Spirit kind of thing but to how I would react maybe to somebody who would call themselves spiritual I'd have them analyze exactly what we're talking about. You know, like, like throughout your day, what are you doing? Because like I mentioned before too, the flesh does not understand the things of the spirit. With that, what I'm saying is that if you find yourself a group of people from this world that are okay with what you're doing and that are doing the things that you are doing with you, then chances are it's not led by the spirit because the, the world wouldn't do things with you if you're by the spirit. It doesn't understand it, you know? For me, it's a little different. Um, if someone tells me they're spiritual, or by that I mean spiritual maturity in Christ, or that they're um, Christians, usually I don't really get into discussions with that. I just let, let it be. Um, because I, I'm a firm believer of action speaks louder than words. And what Jesus says, by the fruits you shall know them. So I let time tell. And whether it is that they ask me for an opinion on that, then I will, I will give my response to it. But if not, I usually won't even bring any of those topics up. Only because at the same time, it's like, who am I to kind of put you in that category or stuff like, like that? But I think those are the importance of it. It's like, if somebody listening is like, yeah, but how do I know if this person, you know, is spiritually mature? I say, by their fruits, you will know. And if you see the fruits and you see the manifestation of the fruit of the spirit, which we'll be entering into the end of you, I think that's um, that's key there. I guess for me, um, I, I haven't really had so many comments with people who consider them, quote, spiritual, who consider themselves spiritual. Um, but I know that there's like a whole culture around like this idea of, you know, uh, um, what is it called? Where you like speak into your your blessing or something like that, and, and something's supposed to happen in the universe where you put a demand where or you manifest like, it. Yeah, you manifest something like you know, like there's there's these ideas which I'm not again I'm not too familiar with. I, I know the Bible says that there's power, power of life and death in our tongue, and mm. so I know that there I would imagine that there are some truths built into this idea of being quote spiritual. The only thing I would say to that is, if you're someone who's practicing something that's that you consider spiritual. Um, in either case, if it's Christian-based or otherwise, um, be very careful mm. because um, you could be walking into a trap uh, by someone who is trying to trick you or by the devil himself who's trying to trick you, trying to lead you away from God. Yeah. So um, weigh the costs of what you're trying to do. And like Kevin was, said, was saying before, judge it by the fruits. Yeah. Like what is it that you're doing? Is this producing what, what, what the fruit of the Spirit are, which, I, which we can say... Um, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
or self-control. Like these are what the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. Like all these things come by the product of the Holy Spirit doing a work inside of you. And what we mean by fruit is that um, it's it's the product. It's like when God is, when you know, when we have the faith that God is doing something in us, like we were talking about, or like you read the Bible and um, it changes the way that you think about something in your life. And so you walk on this new understanding about what life is. Um, so what we call, what we're saying that it bears the fruit of, we mean that what comes out of this new lifestyle is love, joy, yeah. peace, patience, kindness, good things, the, the whole nine, literally the whole nine, um, <laughs> fruit of the spirit. Um, and so, yeah, so like this whole like spiritual lifestyle or this idea of, um, you know, manifesting something. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know there's a, probably a million other things that go along with it, but be wise or try to be wise. Walk carefully and whatever those things are. So the last question that I, that we have here um, that I would like to ask the group is, how does the devil keep us from walking in the spirit? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that are stealthy and sneaky and very, um, I don't know, like camouflage-y. You know, like they look like one thing, but they're not. Like an example is, like he uses distractions yeah. to keep us from walking in the spirit. A lot of times we need to be so still, um, you know, when we're in the presence of God or searching for God in prayer or just in thought or in your heart, it needs to be, it needs to be a quiet place. Stillness. Yeah. There needs to be a stillness of some sort. Like if you're constantly on the go, like, you know, you're distracted by your work, by your kids, like there's stress of the build, the rent, and you come home and now it's like you want to chill, so you put on a series on the TV and then now it's time to cook. It's like you're constantly on the move. It's hard for you to really be still and listen to the spirit and, or meditate which just means not, like, not do the yoga thing, but meditate means like to sit and contemplate, think about the situation, like um, be available for the Holy Spirit to speak to you through a scripture that you read or through something that somebody said or through a dream that you had or any way in which the Holy Spirit has communicated to you. So distractions, putting things constantly in front of you is a way that I think the devil really tries to keep us from walking in the Spirit. And I think that happens a lot with Christians because a lot of Christians will say, oh, I don't go out partying with my friends. I don't go drinking. I don't mm. do drugs. Mm -hmm. But yet there are other things, distractions, like, oh, yeah, but I am going to go with my friends to go watch watch a movie. I am going to go out with my friends to go spend some time with them and drink some coffee or right. tea or whatever. That I'm bored and have nothing right. to do. I'm bored. I have nothing to do. Right. I don't know. You know, I'm going crazy here. I'm going to watch a series. I'm going to do this. And I think that happens a lot in Christians and stuff. Like, at least it happened to me a lot. Yeah. And it still sometimes happens to me where I'm like, I don't know what to do today. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go pray. <laughs> um, and it might, it might sound weird, and a lot of people are like, no, you don't. Actually, it's come to a point that I'm actually just home, and I'm like, I'm going to worship. I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to read the Bible. Yeah. Because the desire, like, I was telling Sammy yesterday, I was like, I want to sit down and watch The Lion King. Right. But if I sit down and just put play, I just feel like I'm not going to really be entertained by it. I'm not really going to, you know, enjoy it. Because I tried it, like I've tried watching a show, and it's like 20 minutes in, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I just turn it off and just go <laughs> read, read the word. Because right. it just changed. Like, what entertained me before, what gave me pleasure, the desire is no longer there. It's now in God, and yeah. I'm seeking God. But yeah, don't want to go into a rant. No, 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 that's a good point. Yeah, I, I feel like distraction in, in Christian faith, I think even as Christian culture, mm. and that mm. like the devil will distract us with 
um, reaching an image or a status Ooh, yes. or like a big. or doing what everybody else is doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. You know, like he'll distract us by uh, making us want to reach a pulpit instead of get into the presence of God. Right. Be accepted. Be seen. Yeah. Be recognized. Honored. I deserve this, or mm -hmm. I, I want to get there, and distracted from what the Holy Spirit's actually telling you to do or telling you to go. Yeah. 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 And I think um, I, even like this Christian content media that's coming out right now where um, there are so many people who are sending messages online on social media and some of them probably have great hearts and like I just feel like I need to share this with other people but some of them are doing this for the attention oh, yeah. and I think that what's actually also happening is that we're creating Christian content that isn't feeding the soul or the spirit mm. yeah. and it's pulling people away from God yeah right, right? like it's like a bunch of stuff to affirm the person rather than, um, uh, what's that word, uh, build them, edify yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, in Spanish there's this thing called mucha espuma, poco chocolate. Yeah. Which is like a lot of um, foam, a lot of foam bubbles, like very little chocolate, like very little substance to yeah. what the drink mm -hmm. is, but the drink looks full because it's all full of fluff and bubbles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, another one um, is like religion, and then it kind of aligns with what we were talking yep. about just now. Mm -hmm. But like this idea of just reaching the standard, you know, like how oh, I read my Bible and I worshiped and I Check. prayed, Check, right. walk out the door, I'm done mm -hmm. with this. Right. And, you know, the devil kind of gives us this, he turns our relationship with God into responsibility and a that routine. keeps us, a routine, yeah, yeah, and it keeps us from walking in the spirit yeah. because the being of walking in the spirit is being walk, walking, constantly being directed by God. You know, it's not like um, Kenny put it like the last time. It's not like I graduated from Holy Spirit College and I'm right. done. Yeah, it's like it's constantly, you know, like turning back to God. It's like, okay, yeah. what else can I do? How else more can I understand who you are, and how much can I, I change in my life to to give what's to make you happy? Right. Yeah, I think another thing too that he does is uh, the devil is that he makes us self-centered, mm -hmm. like self. You know, like it's it's about like what you were saying with the checklist. Like I need to make sure. That yeah. I am a good Christian so that I feel good about myself. And that to other remove the see guilt. It too. Right. I think that a lot of times, because it also happened to me, because, you know, I'm coming from a background, and I don't know if anybody else can relate to this. I'm coming from a place where I had to prove myself worthy, not only to those around me, but to myself. I had to really prove to myself that I was, that I belonged in the places that I was at, whether it was in school or in my degree that I was pursuing. Like, I had to prove that I was worthy of being there be through my grades or I had to prove that I was worthy to my family because the way I would be there for them. And like, I was constantly trying to do things to convince myself that I was this person. You know, like I created my own persona, like this is who I am. When in reality, it's not who I am. It's this character that I was filling the role of. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a distraction to walking in the spirit because it's not going to look like anything that we think it's going to look like. There's no like A to Z. That's why when we're talking about it, we can't really give like specific, specific, like this is a rule book of walking in the spirit because it's going to look different. But there is a foundation to it, which is what we, um, what we hoped we touched on today and people got. I think another way that the devil leads us away from walking in the spirit is social groups and bad leadership. Um, yeah. And that, you know, there's sometimes where we're looking to someone who is supposed to be like this, guru, like this person who knows the way of walking in the spirit, who knows, um, you know, how to, how, like a pastor, for example, or, you know, it doesn't have to be even a religious leader, it could be a professor at school, it could be mentor. a parent, anybody a who has an influence over you, right, right. and so they, they say stuff that will actually lead you away from God, like, you know, um, 
what's that word? Making casualness of sin, for example. Like, yeah. That's fine. You could stick around. You could drink. No yeah. big problem. Those are, I mean, you know, and not to say that those people are only tools of the devil. They've mm-hmm. just also been deceived. Yeah. And yeah. the devil uses their ignorance to try to lead other people to more ignorance. That's so true. There's such a like a, se- a dangerous sensitivity around who you surround yourself with. You're giving them the access to pour into you and to minister to you. So whatever they're saying they're believing, you're saying, I want to believe and do the same thing you're doing. So what we're trying to say here is practice walking the spirit by seeking God more, reading your word or the word of God, mm-hmm. going into prayer, worship, but at the same time, analyzing things that we're doing as a routine. Don't let it become a religion. Don't let mm-hmm. it become a checklist. Instead, let it be more intentional. I'm doing this because I want to see God more. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's not it's not that, like, doing things the same way all the time right. is always religion. Like, that. it always has to be different. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, that why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Because when I started reading the Bible, I had to put myself a schedule. At this time, you're going to read the scripture. And like that's just so I can accustom myself to going to the word because it wasn't coming to me naturally. Like I spent most of my life in the world. I'm not just all of a sudden saying I'm saved, going to flip a switch, and I'm like spirit-filled and all I want is Jesus. You know, like I did want Jesus, but it took like some structuring of restructuring dying of my self. life, a lot of dying to self, a lot of like sacrifice on my end to be like, no, like I don't want what I'm used to. I want the new thing that God is promising me. Yeah. And, and, and we want to just, and we, and we want to de- demystify it, like walking in the spirit. Like yeah. You've heard it in yeah. church. Yeah. You don't know what that meant. You know, like it isn't just being led by the Holy Spirit into a desert for 40 days. Right. It's not for a select few. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the pursuit of Jesus. It's actively deciding in your heart, I'm leaving my old lifestyle behind and I'm walking into pursuit of Jesus. These talks will be ready for your ears to hear every Tuesday morning on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or prayer petitions, you can reach us at our social media, realfaith.realtalks on Facebook and Instagram.